Alrighty, friends, we are back. Your favorite podcast of the week. It's Location Weekly. It's episode number 589, and we're recording on October the 30th. Yes, it's a new month. Aubrienne is back. Uh, thank you to Karsten for filling in last week, uh, but we're glad Aubrienne is feeling better and able to join us this week. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling much better than I was last week. Thank you so much to you and Karsten for just winging it and pulling it together. Um, I'm sure it was nothing short of fabulous knowing you guys and probably had a little fun, even though it was very early for you. <laughs> <laughs> all good. All good. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, but... it's, uh, it's yeah. Everything's changing. It's fall. It's uh, it getting a little, little cooler. My Jays are in the playoffs. This is good news. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. So Braves are run. still, you know, they're still like going head to head in there. there right yeah they're hanging in and, there yeah uh, and definitely getting to be fall so it's cooler i've obviously got like my warmer i'm refusing to turn on the heat i'm kind of in denial gotta say yeah but um just you know cozy socks for the for the win for today um but yeah looking forward to let's see what's coming up programmatic io here in new york so unfortunately i'm going to be really missing um you know many of my friends at at Retail Loco this year in Atlanta um, and my old city, just missing all of it. But I will be there in spirit and probably trying to tune in and catch some sessions as much as possible. But if you are going Maybe to- we'll bring you in on Zoom. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'd love that. We should do it. We should do it. Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Okay. All right, let's jump into our show. Four stories as usual for this week. I'll let Abriana start us off with uh, an interesting one. Yeah. So Google Maps, um, you know, this is just more of like a teaser, I would say almost, but they are going to be helping us discover the neighborhood vibe, if you will. Um, so soon, hopefully, uh, there was no particular release date announced at the time of the story, but, um, you know, getting a feel for the city of where you're going and where you're going to be exploring, whether that's here stateside, you know, up there in Canada or, you know, going somewhere new. Um, other countries, other other continents, lots of fun. I like I love that. I love to kind of understand what is everybody wearing, what's the weather like, what's the vibe, you know? Um, getting a feel for that, I think, is definitely something that a lot of us want to plan ahead for. And so now, um, through the maps uh, app on both Android and iOS, you're going to be able to see a particular area through information, some imagery. Um, so, for example, you could discover historic quarter with landmarks, museums, um, some of the hottest restaurants in a specific area of town. And they're, they're relying this on a blend of some AI technology and community contributions. Um, so, you know, again, photos, reviews, landscape, all that good stuff. Um, and then, you know, the feature is going to involve and sync in with the neighborhood itself. So I'm excited about this, actually. I really like this idea. I think there's, um, you know, it's hard to get kind of that like live view of a lot of places. And this is kind of a step in that direction. So, um, you know, we're going to have to maybe see if our, our friend, friends on the inside can give us, give us some more information, but um, I'm excited to see how this would roll out and then potentially how they feed in other features like advertising or offers or, um, you know, educational opportunities here what do you think yeah i quite like this i think it's it's super interesting i think that you know like let's say you're 
looking to move as you just did to a new state, a new city, you know, um, you know, just understanding, you know, the vibe of the neighborhood or, you know, different parts of a city and things like that, you know, that you might be able to glean from something like this, I think could be super useful information and kind of figuring out maybe where you want to be and where you want to hang out and where you want to live or buy a house or things like that. I think that's very interesting. You know, it reminded me when, when I was reading this story uh, last week that, you know, years ago, there was a, a Canadian startup actually out of Montreal uh, called Local Mind. And they kind of, you know, sort of took this approach of an app. It was kind of more of a social app where, you know, if you had this, you could kind of see where the parties were happening, like what, you know, like individual bars and, and restaurants, you could see kind of, is it busy right now? What's happening at that place? How many people are there? What's the ratio, you know? male, female, all that kind of stuff you could see and kind of get a sense of, Hey, yeah, this is, this is, this is like happening right now. I need to get out and, and, and go, uh, or not. Right. Um, so it kind of brought me back to some of that kind of, of thinking ultimately that company was acquired by Airbnb, um, many years ago now. But, uh, I think there's, there's definitely something about this type of, of, of technology and this type of understanding of, of what's going on in that neighborhood or that scene. I think we're curious people, right? And, you know, sometimes we like to make our decisions based on what other people are doing or what has been done or what, you know, an area is. So I like it a lot. I think it's it's kind of cool. I look forward to seeing it roll out and using it. All right, on to our second story now. So we're going over to retail and Lowe's uh, has introduced something interesting that they're calling a digital twin virtual store. So yes, we're talking about metaverse. They've partnered up with NVIDIA uh, on an AR-enabled store. And this is quite interesting. Uh, so they're creating what, what the industry calls digital twins. So these are essentially complete replicas, virtual replicas of two of its stores. In this case, the Mill Creek, Washington store and the Charlotte and, and another one in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and essentially these are complete, you know, virtual replicas um associates that are working at the locations in the physical stores are then equipped with magic leap to ar headsets and then they can basically kind of walk around in their environment and in the virtual environments and then they can compare store shelves in the physical store to the same store shelves in the digital store to ensure that the products are properly arranged um and um you know i, I like furniture layouts, display layouts. Um, you know, they're calling this, uh, the digital twin stores that they're saying the associates uh, are dubbing this as X-ray vision to see what's inside hard to reach boxes in the store's top stock um, and things like that. So it's being used for inventory management. It's being used for, you know, store layouts and display management. I think this is super interesting. I, I think every retailer is going to be doing this. And when it comes to, you know, real good, you know, interesting metaverse applications, this is pretty practical to me, right? This isn't just, hey, we're wandering around buying virtual things. This is, we're creating a virtual replica of our store and we're actually using it in a way to actually train people better or, you know, make sure things are laid out properly or, or you know, finding efficiencies in that um, to maximize ultimately, uh, you know, our customer experience in the real world. So I, I find this fascinating. I think this is brilliant. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? You know, this brought me back to 
many, many years ago um, when I was still in college and I had, you know, a variety of jobs, but I did hold a specific retail, um, you know, job with a company that was focused on women's clothing, right? And I remember that once a month we would get a new layout for that that store. We would have everything that needed to shift. Um, the way that it was presented, the way that our windows looked, everything was changed and everything was flipped over, right? And so I think that it's so important to have that brand recognition, especially when you are a chain that is consistent across all of your stores that is also making things easy to find. Um, I find it interesting, like from, um, you know, a per the perspective of hardware store like is not where my mind goes that could utilize this type of technology first because you know a lot of times you're like it's boxes and there's like a box of I don't know nails and like hardware and <laughs> random things but it's so hard to find things in that store a lot of times and so being able to have um, consistency I think is a great thing for them to test but I can see applications for a much more aesthetically pleasing you know type of a store where that brand presentation is so much, um, you know, front and center, and it is like the the uh, the aisles and and the windows. So I like this. I can see this being applied, um, you know, in a lot of different ways beyond when you think of like what is the metaverse, you know, and who's using it. Um, so yeah. yeah, sticking with the metaverse though, I want to shift over to another large big box retailer here with Walmart and they are entering the metaverse, but in a different way. And they're doing this with Roblox. Um, so, you know, they are, are showcasing and rolling out two different experiences. One is called Walmart land and the other is Walmart's universe of play. So um, this is in the gaming platform, Roblox, you know, a lot of us have kids that are into this and, um, you know, it's all the rage and it has been, it really grew and blew up exponentially throughout the pandemic. Um, and they're using it really as like a testing ground as they consider how else will they move out and into the metaverse and beyond. Um, so some of the things they're talking about featuring is like a blimp that drops toys, a music festival with some new hot artists, um, a bunch of different games, a store of virtual merchandise, or if you are not familiar with the term virch. Um, and so, you know, customers can find all of this in Walmart stores and on its website, it would be matched there in the metaverse as well. Um, you know, something that was called out that I think is interesting is that they did file, Walmart did file for some trademarks that were probably related to this as well. Um, some that were about making and selling virtual goods, offering virtual currency, and then NFTs. Um, so, you know, I think what's interesting here is like, they have this universe of play, there's game features there. Um, and you've also got that they're pulling in Walmart's top toy list kind of, you know, for the season, we always get those magazines from Amazon. Well, guess what? Walmart's pulling this into Roblox now, right? So you've got Razor Scooters, Paw Patrol, Jurassic World, you know, characters and all those different things. Um, and of course, like, this has an uh, an obstacle course, they're saying. So all of these other things, these features, these brands that are very much focused on Gen Z. So some beauty brands um, as well as the toys. So I think it's interesting how they're thinking about this. Obviously they're targeting a much younger demographic. And although they are not actually monetizing this um, at the time, they are just using it for an immersive experience and hoping to drive this towards 
um, you know, purchases. So I think what's good to remember is like, this is early days, right? We are early days with the metaverse. And guess what? Those consumers that are testing that out, that are into that, that are into Roblox, guess what? They will get older and they will remember those experiences. And so I think this is a very unique opportunity for retailers such as Walmart who have been around. It's old. You know, my kids are not like, let's go to Walmart, excited about it. But if they're interacting with that, if they're going to a concert, you know, with Walmart at Walmart land that has Kane Brown and Youngblood and Madison Beer, then maybe, maybe they're going to be more excited about Walmart, right? If they're interacting with Walmart within Roblox, then perhaps that's going to lead them there. Um, the one thing that I did think about, though, is like, as you think about Roblox with very young children playing it, how are they going to make sure that they are advertising to the right age group, that they're using data in a sound way? You know, there's a lot of like restrictions. That was like my one uh, kind of question mark here. But I really like that they're talking about and thinking about how do we interact with this? What can we do? And then figuring out the monetization part later, because I think that will come if you make an impact on this generation. What do you think? Completely agree with everything you just said. I love the idea of, you know, sort of, you know, seeding, you know, the brand of Walmart in the, especially in the universal play one with the younger kids. Uh, so that, I mean, it's really designed for, you know, um, people under what, 13, right? I think is, is the target for, for Roblox on that environment. Um, and it's like nine to 13, right. Or, or something like that. So it, it, it's not, you know, it, it, it's a very sort of age where you're very impressionable, I think. And, and, you know, like if you can set them off on that with, you know, good positive experiences with brands that they like, whether it's Paw Patrol or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I think they will remember, um, that and, you know, have a better positive association with Walmart, the physical you know, retailer and brand. So I like that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Roblox is like got 52 million daily active users right now. And that's just one metaverse environment that happens to be one of the bigger ones, but that's a lot of people, right? And so they're, they're interacting with a lot of people. A lot of people are, are you know, ro roaming around in virtual worlds and interacting with brands. And I, I think that, um, you know, they're, while maybe they're not monetizing in the universe of play, they are trying to monetize in, in their, uh, in their uh, Walmart land. And I think that makes sense. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's going to drive more traffic and more crossover into, you know, the physical stores and, and the brands that they sell and they can use one to feed the other. I think, you know, I was with, with the, with the kids one, um, you know, I was kind of like, this would have been the perfect sort of way for Toys R Us to like really come back. Right. Um, in a way that the brand could be relevant again. Um, but hence it's Walmart. So here we are. Maybe, maybe we will find Jeffrey the giraffe walking around the metaverse. You just never there know. There you go. There you <laughs> go. All right. On to our final story now. So uh, this one's kind of interesting. It's called Petty Gigs is the name of the company. And they've partnered with a company called Atomic. Um, and this is a, um, a, a platform for gig workers, essentially. Uh, that's what Petty Gigs is. And um, they've teamed up with Atomic, which is uh, in the uh, financial services, uh, fintech space, wealth management space. And essentially what they've done is, is they've created uh, a platform, an app where if you're a gig worker that's using, using Petty Gigs, you can allocate a portion of your earnings from each job into a curated wealth management portfolio. 
And I love this idea. I think this is, it, it's really smart. I think, you know, we have a lot of young people. We have a lot of, um, you know, immigrants. This was created by immigrants uh, who fled the war from Liberia to the U.S., uh, working two, three jobs, you know, to, to get by. Um, and, you know, savings and putting money away is not the first thing that people think of. But if you can find a way to make that easy and you can integrate it into the apps and the technology that they're using to complete the gig, you know, the, the, the gig work that they're doing, I think this becomes, you know, something really interesting, right? Um, so it's not just about, you know, the ability to earn money, it's the ability to actually like, you know, put away money and build up savings and, and invest uh, in your future as well. And I think it's brilliant. I, I love the concept of it. I was like, why hasn't this been around all along? Um, and we need more of these kinds of things. Um, I, I mean, it's not that complicated, right? There, I don't have a lot to say about it um, other than I think it's a great idea. And I, I hope that we see more of these kinds of things. It's based in San Francisco. Um, or Atomic anyways is based in San Francisco and they're powering these kinds of experiences. I assume they'll be partnering with more like platforms such as Petty Gigs as time goes on to power more and more of these experiences. But uh, pretty simple, pretty smart. What are your thoughts? I completely agree with your sentiments. I also feel like as, you know, a parent of two young children who don't grasp you know, how much dollar is worth, how to save, how, you know, when to spend, when to give, um, all of those different things. I think it's so important that we invest in technology that helps facilitate that. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think that the world and our economy is going to continue. It's going to continue to be more difficult, right? It's going to be more difficult for our children to buy a home than it has been for us and much more difficult for us than it was for our parents, right? So I think that is going to continue. So any way that we can help provide them with a set of tools to help them be financially sound and just understand like what is important and how to allocate that and take kind of the hard work out of it. I love it, fully support it. And I hope to see more and more of this and, and catering even to like younger than college, right? Let's, let's uh, teach our children things that are, you know, that are really applicable as they grow beyond just history and uh, generic math, right? <laughs> Yeah, I know, like a lot of the big banks up here in Canada, you know, where we've got the five big banks, um, you know, the last number of years in the school systems and things like that, you know, have been running educational programs around financial literacy, literacy and trying to get young people and kids to understand, you know, how to how to invest, why you should invest, what savings is about, and, you know, all those kinds of things. So I completely agree. I, I love the idea of an app in a platform like this. I wish like, you know, I don't know why like Uber Eats and, you know, and all these guys aren't, aren't doing this kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. Smart. that's our show for this week okay. Four interesting stories. Um, if you haven't got your ticket yet, please go and get your ticket for retail loco. It's just retaillo.co is the website. Lots of good things happening there. October 26th and 27th in Atlanta. We would love to see you in person. Uh, Keep signing up uh, new speakers. We just got uh, Digitas on board. Um, Burgerfy is coming now. Uh, Waze, um, you know, I'm trying to think who else. Racetrack uh, down there will be speaking. So a lot of good brands uh, to hear from. And of course, one of our keynotes is Kroger. So 
uh, you don't want to miss that. So uh, retaillow.co, October 26th, 27th in Atlanta. Thank you, everybody, for your time. Uh, you've been listening and watching episode 589 of Location Weekly. We'll be back next week with another show. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.